y'all. This is Lauren Aikens and welcome back to the last episode of season yes. two of the Live and Love podcast. We've uh, had so much fun doing this. Yes. This season, we have gotten to sit down each week with my friends and family to talk about the different areas of our lives where we really feel like we are stepping into living in love. And it's been so much fun. And we've also gotten to share some new things too that you may not have known, even if you've already read my book, Live in Love. And I'm Annie F. Downs. I'm so grateful to be a part of this again with Lauren and you guys, this new season of this really special show. Thank you guys so much for all your feedback this season. And in fact, season two exists because y'all love season one. And so we are so thankful to get to have done this again with y'all and for y'all. And thanks for all your kind words. It means a lot to Lauren and I. And um, we just have loved getting to do this. If you haven't gotten your copy yet of Lauren's New York Times bestseller, Live in Love, it is the perfect thing to go along with finishing these two seasons of Live in Love podcast. Pick up your copy at your favorite local bookstore or wherever you love to buy books. So, okay, Lauren, today we are going to talk about how you live in love in your own story. Yeah, and I love when we get to do this, just you Me and I too. sit down after, you know, we've done these seasons. It's been really cool to reflect. And so today me and Annie are going to get to sit down and talk about what it looks like for each of us to live in love in our story. Hey y'all. So before we begin today's final episode of the season, so sad, it's already over. I can't thank the sponsor enough for partnering with us on the podcast and I think you all know who I'm going to talk about. It's crew. So as we step into this week of Thanksgiving, I really am so thankful that the Bible has been such a big part of my entire life and especially the life of my family. And really so much of what living in love looks like for us is because of what we've learned from the Bible. But just for a second, imagine that you can't get a Bible. You can't hop on Amazon and get one sent to your house or you couldn't even afford one. Or take it a step further and imagine that you aren't even allowed to have one. And honestly, I think it's so easy to just totally forget that there are people all over the world who simply can't just get a Bible. And that's why we are so excited to partner with our friends at Crew. Crew is one of the largest evangelical organizations with over 25,000 missionaries in almost every country. Crew is giving Bibles around the world to people in their own heart language, and in turn, they're sharing the hope of Jesus. But here's where they need your help. So for only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21, as a thank you, Crew will provide meals to five hungry families through their humanitarian aid ministry. And you'll receive a copy of my book, Live in Love. All you have to do is text LIVE to 71326 to help today. Imagine just how much this gift really could change someone's life. So text LIVE to 71326. That's L-I-V-E to 71326 to help now. Or you can visit give.crew.org slash LIVE. All right, Lauren. Last episode, season two, here we are. We did it. We did it again. I'm so glad. I know. It makes me so so happy. I mean, we were barely done with season one and we were like, we have to do season two. I know. That's how you know. Yeah. Why is it, I mean, of all the things that we could have talked about to end it, we're talking about the power of story Mm -hmm. and how living truly and how love is a part of story. Why did that matter to you of, of all the things? I think because... As humans in life, when you share your story, especially in vulnerability, 
I mean, that's how we all grow and learn from each other. And, you know, I think when we started last season, and obviously it was all going off of the book, Live and Love, it was just a cool dynamic to like dig in deeper to that part of my story because I think people are just so curious. I think people are curious about all kinds of people's stories. Yes. yes. But there's so much truth in learning about other people's stories and like, like for me, just in my life with my girlfriends and family, hearing other people's stories, it has helped shape who I am and, you know, helped me to realize what roads I definitely don't want to walk down, mm. what roads I need to have the courage to walk down. Yeah. And I mean, that is what the community of humans is all about yeah. is like being honest with each other and sharing your story, hopefully for the benefit of the friend you're sharing it with, mm-hmm. you know, I think so many times I assume that the right way to share information is to teach it and to like, I'll just tell them the lessons I've learned. Yeah. So as the person on this side of the microphone, I think let's tell the lessons we've learned on the side of the person listening to the show, whatever the podcast is, I want to hear the story and draw my own lesson out. Yeah. Right. Does that feel true to you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it feels like what Jesus did. He wasn't ever as much like do this, do this, do this, though. He did say that, but so many of the ways he taught was story. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean, I think it's also what's so relatable to people, you know, I mean, even like with my kids, like telling them to do something as opposed to watching them see it experienced or telling it through a story. Um, it just goes over better. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. I think when you're telling somebody, this is what you need to be doing. This is, this is what you could do better. This is what is going to help you in this situation. This is what's causing you so much grief. A lot of times if they can find themselves in a story, it's more relatable and it feels like just more doable. I think it's just like, and and maybe more inspiring too. Just like, wow, I love that part of of that story that yeah. that you wrote about, or I love that part of the story that Jesus was talking about when he was talking to his disciples about, um, you know, even just like like the other day in our um, small group, we also reading partly through Matthew and like some of the stories that he talks about is like. You know, I've heard so many of those parables my whole life. Yeah. But reading them through as a 32-year-old now and a mom of almost four, (laughs) I mean, it's like, honestly, I I think you pull so much more out. Even if you've heard the story a million times, I think every time there's something to learn and something to um, take away and be better at. And I just, stories are so... Powerful, And I I love this movement of like people sharing their story, good, bad, because that's what the world needs. And I think is craving right now is truth Mm -hmm. and sharing your story in that vulnerability. I do think is so honest and and the world is ready to receive that. I think now. Yeah. And the interesting thing that I'm hearing you say that 
I find really true in my life too, is that I can read the same thing in five different seasons of my life, the same story, mm-hmm. either in the Bible or in a novel that I love. I can pick it up in different seasons of my life and experience different things out of it. Yeah. Right. It almost feels like the mystical part of stories is how they catch you wherever you are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and how they almost each time speak to you exactly where you're at. And you're like, wow, that is what I needed to hear today yeah. right now after the conversation I just had with my mom or after the fight I just had with my husband or after it's been a really long week with my kids. Like yeah. I needed to hear that. And but if we don't have the courage to share it, you don't know the people who are missing out on that blessing. Yeah. By by you just being letting your fear, which I think we all struggle with, letting your fear shut your mouth or be like, you know what, maybe don't share that right now. It's a little TMI. Do you connect better with stories in books or movies? If you'd asked me this five years ago, I would have said movies, but that's because I didn't read a whole lot. Oh, I've started reading a lot more now and I think I love reading more. Which, by the way, I have three books in my car for you that I borrowed from you at the beach (laughs) that I have read (laughs) to return to you. So don't worry. I still have them. I have not stolen them. They were very good. They're good books. That is kind of the opposite of what most people would assume happens is once you start building your family and you've got infants. I mean, you've had an infant for six years. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> what, what number am I on? Right. right. And so what made reading increase when your life got busier? I think because for me, most movies I'm watching are more, are mostly entertainment, I would say. Yeah. And I have just gotten on this role of like, I just, I want to be better. I want to be a better mom. I want to be a better wife. I want to be a better friend. And there are just so many good books that for me will just like light a fire under me yeah, and catapult me into that direction that I'm hoping to go. And it's just become a little bit of an obsession, but it's so enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. Like I love reading those books and you know, I've got like 17 different colors on each page where I've highlighted everything. Oh my gosh, because are like... you reading them on your iPad or on your e-reader or something? No, I did. Are so, you actually using real no, highlighters? No, yeah, so I started getting them in print so that I could like take notes easier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm a person that I have to like write it down with a pen. Me too. I think to like soak it in yep, or to like to release it, mm-hmm, all of the above. Mm-hmm. And so I've started doing that with my books and, and when I do share a lot of these books with people, I'm like, listen, I would give this to you <laughs> and I'll let you borrow it. But I do need it back because I've also got a notebook full of right, notes throughout right, this book that right. I need to remember. And I've got, you know, all of the pages are earmarked and I love it so much, though. Yeah. It's like that's one of my favorite things to do after I get the kids in bed. And if we're not on a show that we're like determined to watch that night. I would love to get in bed and read a book. And I feel like that definitely makes me feel a little bit older because I think, you know, you imagine like your parents and when you were young, they would get in bed and like open the newspaper or like read their books in bed. But that's totally what I do now. (laughs) I don't know if it makes you older or, I mean, we just aren't like going out every night. Right. But you didn't. I definitely never did that in my 20s. Right. Or, I mean, I, I no. Can you read, non, do you read nonfiction at night like that too? Or just novel kind of things? 
Do you read the ones that are both. teaching you? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do both. I mean, granted, there are days where I am so exhausted, yeah. which are most days. And if it is like a super exhausting day, I can't go do like digest more of that. But then I'll kind of go to those novel books, which even the novels that I'm reading right now are like inspiring. Oh, the one you lent me um, when all the stars go down. Yes. I mean, I was crying the last two chapters have you read it yet did you already read oh good i can't wait that was one of the ones i picked up at i think we went to books a million or something and i literally bought 25 books oh gosh and brought them i was like i just need a whole new stash of books yes well i have three of your 25 okay great um okay so line up for me when I'm thinking about stories, line up for me or tell me the difference between sitting yeah. sitting across the table having coffee and hearing a story in someone's life versus sitting in an audience and hearing a story from a stage versus reading a book. Ooh. Which ones, when do you go to which one and how do they affect you differently? Okay, so let's start with coffee across the table. That is, for me, when I'm like needing guidance... Yeah. In life or or the person maybe I'm sharing my story with is needing guidance in life. That's like that two-way conversation where you can ask questions, you can clarify things yeah, that you're like, yeah. is that is that what you meant with this? Or like, yeah. I tried this that way. It didn't work the same way. And I'm like, no, no, no. That's a, it didn't work at first that way for me, but this yeah. is what it looks like now. Or also a way to like further press into somebody and encourage somebody, whether it's me doing the encouraging or someone else doing that for me. Yeah. And I just think there's there's a believability that happens across the table. For sure. Because you're like, yeah, it's a different I know intimacy. your history. That's right. That's right. It's a different intimacy into their story. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that's the most special. Yeah. But then like sitting in an audience, um, I think the passion you can like a lot of times you can feel and see that passion in the audience. And I do, I think that lights a different fire under mm-hmm. you, maybe a stronger mm-hmm. one than just reading. But if you read it and like me, if you're taking notes or, you know, you can go back and reread or kind of study that or go, I'm going to, I'm going to take that further and go look more into this. All of them have such different dynamics, but all of them are so helpful. And it just depends on kind of what season you're in. You know, I think, mm-hmm. Some people are just kind of like, I'm not sure how I feel about this or I kind of want to grow in that. Maybe I'll get my feet wet with this book. Um, and then others are like ready to go and just need more inspiration mm-hmm. or have questions. And I think that's where you kind of decide where you need to be in that story conversation. There also feels like a distance from the story. Like, OK, so again, if it's on the continuum and it's. All the way to the left is coffee with somebody. In the middle is on a stage. On the right is in a book. The, as you go toward the in a book, there's also more distance from the story. So it's like, oh, they took time to read it, publish, write it, publish it, and I'm picking it up. So it's like there's a different perspective yeah. that can bring more wisdom. But I think when we sit across the table from each other and tell our true stories, even if it requires a lot of vulnerability, you don't have the distance and wisdom to tell the story if you're living it, yeah. but you have this raw vulnerability. I mean, you and I talked about it not long ago of like, how do we invite people into the middle Yeah. instead of just the end or even just the beginning? Right. So when you're thinking about that, when you're thinking about sitting across the table from someone, because so many of our friends listening, 
maybe want to write a book like Live in Love, maybe want to get on a stage, maybe want to get on a podcast, but everybody's sitting across the table from someone. Right. How do you decide when to invite someone into the story, the beginning, the middle, or the end? Hmm. Man. Is that hard? Well, for me, I don't, I think I'm, I just always invite. You do. I, I think I do. And whatever day someone meets with you, wherever you are in the story is where they, if there's trust is where they get to right. get in the story. Right. If it's a yeah. safe place. Yes. Um, I'll, I, I just invite you right in. Why? Um, I mean, I think honestly, you, especially in those moments, there could be a lot that I'm still processing or learning and maybe haven't figured out yet. But I think in that struggle is such a really, it's a beautiful place for someone else to relate or see that struggle and A, not feel alone. Right. Um, B, that's kind of where I think that two-way conversation can be really cool for both parties involved. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I think I just... I was raised in a very honest family. Yes, we all know. We've all <laughs> experienced both seasons. And I just, I can't right now think of a time that being open and honest was a bad choice. Mm. Um, sometimes You've never it's gotten hurtful. burned? Sometimes it's hurtful. Okay. But I think... If it's a safe place, if it's coming from a safe place, yeah. if it is a safe place, I think it always opens the door for growth. I even if it, they, even, even if you get bamboozled or someone, or you're betrayed or. Well, yeah, I guess, it, I guess if it, if it's that safe place, then you, for the most part, that person is approaching it in love. Yeah. And if they're coming from an angle of like, hey, you really hurt me or, hey, this was, you know, this is something I need to tell you that happened and this is not going to be a fun conversation. Like even those valleys you walk through are a huge part of what grows you. Mm -hmm. And like, I believe that the Lord uses those parts of your life to make you into who he mm -hmm. wants you to be. Mm -hmm. So definitely there are parts of that to a conversation that you're like, that was one of the hardest conversations I've ever had. Yeah. And like, it's, it might take me a few weeks to come off of that or come yeah. out of that. Yeah. Um, but then you look back on it and you, a lot of times see the Lord's goodness in that you see where he hasn't left. You, you see what he's teaching you in that. And you know, if it's if it's from the other party where you feel like you need to have that conversation back, like, hey, there's something that we got to finish talking about. Yeah. If you're able to do that and, and have those hard conversations and all of that grows you. And even though it's hard, it is really good for you to yeah. walk through. Yeah. So I guess maybe the short answer was even though it can be really hard, I do think even the hard parts are necessary. Because I just think as we're talking about this, Lauren, as we're talking about our stories and inviting people in, there are so many of us who are not married to the person we used to be married to, mm -hmm. not friends with the people we used to be friends with, not talking to our family. And and we we feel like someone else has been in our story or a part of our story in mm -hmm. a way that now we go, how do, how do I ever share again? Mm -hmm. Because 
the person that was safe for me isn't anymore or the person that was safe for me always was safe, but now they're gone. Mm-hmm. They've passed away. They have moved right. to another part of the country. They are, you know, whatever. So how do you, how do you jump back into sharing your story again? Oh man. I'm asking you, I'm, we're coming in hot on this last episode. Yeah. Of Florida Akins. <laughs> oh gosh. I mean, it just, it's, it all, it is just courage. It is having the That's courage right. to start. The conversation. I just had this conversation with Will Gray as a kindergartner. <gasps> really? But just like tell the, us the story. The things she was so fearful of starting kindergarten. So like one thing that's different is, first of all, she's going five days a week because yeah. hello, real school, right? That's really hard. But um, she also with like pick up and drop off. She walks in alone with the whole rest of the lower school, mm. and it's not like she's getting out of my car and walking like the door, I can see it right there. It's like, she's got to turn a corner, walk down a little walkway, turn another corner and go down Mm. to a door, then go down a hallway to get to her classroom. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. So you just drop her off and she's got like a journey. And she goes. (laughs) But it was, first of all, I won't even get into how much it wrecked me. Just like seeing her have the courage to do it. But initially that courage was something that she really struggled with or did not have or mm. couldn't access mm. for the first few days. And I will never forget the day that she did it. We had a conversation in the car the whole way to school. And I was just like, listen, you can do this. You know where you're going. Yeah. And it it is a safe place. All of the teachers you see around, you can ask any of them for help. The problem is it's a new place. It's a new school. She doesn't know those people. Sure. Just like these conversations is all new territory. Yeah. But going back to if it's if you believe it is a safe place to, yeah. to open up and to start that conversation, having the courage to do it in the midst of your fear is, I mean, that's the battle. It's not, you know, having courage and being brave isn't that you're not scared. It's that despite the fear, despite all of the the laws the enemy may be telling you like, hey, this might not go well, or hey, you could get hurt, mm-hmm. or hey, this might be more painful than it is helpful initially. Yes. Some of those might be true. Mm-hmm. All of those might be that's true. That's the problem, right? Is the fear... People say fear is a liar and fear is a liar, but fear operates on part of this is true. Right. But we will, but it will be a lie in the end, but part of it. Right. It's true. But just like watching Willa Gray walk in, like she, even just on that, just that one conversation of like, it's okay that you're fearful. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay that this is scary. Yeah. It's okay that this isn't comfortable, but. You having the courage and being brave to do this thing that you're so scared of is is what I think we just have to learn in life. I think the Lord calls us to places that can feel very scary. Mm. And we just have to have the courage to do it in the midst of whatever that fear might be yeah. whispering to us. Yeah. And you could see her little brain get it. And when oh. she got out of the car, oh. she was like, I got out of the car, I helped her out of the car and I hugged her and I said, I love you so much. And you could tell that she kind of, she was kind of trying to fight back tears, oh. but that her just, her little heart, she was like, okay, I'm going to have courage. I'm going to have courage. And I said, it's okay that you're scared, but you can do it. Yeah. And, 
And she did. I hugged her. She said, I love you, turned around, and I watched her little bitty body with her giant backpack. Oh my gosh, kindergartners with backpacks. It's hysterical. (laughs) Walk in with all of these big kids. And I was so proud of her. I was so proud of her. And and since then, I have just watched her grow, even just from that moment of just like, I can do this. It's okay that it's scary, but yeah. I can still do it. And yeah. I imagine that that is exactly the way the father looks at us when he's wow. asking us to step into something. Yeah. He's like, hey, this can feel scary and parts of it will be, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to leave you. I'm your safe place. And if I'm calling you to do this, you got to trust me and you got to do it despite whatever fear you may wow. feel try to creep in. Right. I mean, even in that story, there are me sitting across the table from you, but our friends listening, even in that story, you go, that reminds me so much of this thing in my life. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you go, oh yeah, I, I needed to know that Willa Gray put her backpack on and took that route to her classroom, even though she was afraid. Cause I can do that too. Yeah. I can do that too. I mean, that is like, that is the thing about story mm-hmm. is that it matters so deeply that we hear stories because it is how we shape who we are yeah. and make our own decisions. Because there will come a day where she'll not be paying attention and turn the wrong way. Right. And that's okay. Right. It doesn't mean she doesn't know how to get to her classroom. It doesn't mean that she's not safe. It doesn't mean she's done anything necessarily wrong. She just made a wrong turn. Right. They will sort it out. Yeah. She will not live in that school forever because she's lost. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so good. That's so true. And even just those little bitty stories, I mean, that is the same theme and like even to the, to the biggest versions of our fears and mm-hmm. what scares us. I mean, it's all it all go it all goes back to that, you know, I might not get it right the first time. Right. Or right. it might not feel good. Mm-hmm. While I'm going through this, a lot of times it just won't feel yeah. good. Just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about another amazing partner, Nutrafol. Did you know that 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair? Especially if you're dealing with postpartum hair loss, then you know it's nothing to be taken lightly. And if you're among them, I want you to know that you're not alone and that there's a solution you can trust to deliver results. I'm happy to report that thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol, and many users rave that the supplement not only transformed their hair, but restored their confidence too. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning, which are stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism definitely things that are part of many of our daily lives, right? So Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all the stages of life. And like most good things, healthier hair growth takes time, but you'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. More than 1,500 top doctors recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. The reason you can trust Nutrafol is because it's physician-formulated to be 100% drug-free. They use medical-grade botanicals in consistently effective dosages so you get the most reliable results. 
and I really can't wait to start taking their supplements designed for postpartum hair loss after having this baby. Now you too can grow thicker and healthier hair and support the show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code LIVEINLOVE to save $15 off your first month's subscription. To save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LIVEINLOVE. For our friends listening, if you're in the middle of pain, why do you tell a story in the middle of pain instead of waiting until now it feels better? Now I can tell you the story. Because it's so much more relatable. I think when you're in the middle of that pain, because someone who also is walking through that pain can go, hey, I can relate to that right now. Uh-huh. And and also, I think the hope, the hope that you have in the midst of that pain is like, this is really hard. This really sucks. This is really painful right now. And I don't see an end, Mm. but I'm going to trust that he's going to bring me the rest of the way. Yes. And people like witnessing friends do that encourages them to do the same. I think so too, Lauren. And, and a lot of times you get to walk through those things together. You know, I think good night over the last two years, like there's been so much up and down in our world. And just walking through that with friends who also can look back at me on days where I feel extremely discouraged and be like, this isn't fun. Mm-hmm. This is hard. Mm-hmm. And we don't really know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but we can do this. Like, he's not going to bring us this far to leave us. That's one of my favorite things that I've preached to myself all yes, the time is he's yes. not going to bring us this far to leave us. And just and by he, you mean God. But Yes. He's not going to bring us this far to leave us. Yeah. God's not going to bring you this far just to leave you. And But having friends who are also able to walk through that at the same time with you is huge because then you don't feel so alone. You know, having that encouragement and that power in that community Mm. is massive. But if you do it just on the, the end of the painful side where it's like, all right, I got through it. Now let's talk about it. It's like, I don't know how much that actually ministers to a, a heart that's experiencing pain right now. That's right. I think that I think that is the that's the secret sauce is we think people will be so encouraged if they see the final result of this. Right. Right. It's it's actually if we switch it to Food Network, if Food Network found that to be true, they would only show us finished meals. Right. 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 The entire show exists. The entire network exists, believing that the most impactful thing is showing you the ingredients, the cooking, and then the final product. Yeah. They don't hide the middle from us. That's right. Because that's what actually teaches us and changes us. Yeah. And makes us want the thing at the end. But I think in my story, I'll just wait and tell everybody when we're on the good side. Yeah. But that's not a Food Network show anybody wants to watch. Right. Right? Right. And so we we have to say, I am in the middle of the prayer. I'm in the middle of the chemo. I'm in the middle of the relationship starting. I'm in the middle of the divorce. Yeah. I'm in the middle of my pregnancy. I'm in the middle, and I will tell you my story. Yeah. Because I don't know how it goes. But I'd rather you be in the middle with me than only see the ending. Right. Right. But that's where the vulnerability comes in. Which is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's the hard part. It is the hard part. Because it's not super vulnerable to tell the story at the end. It's, it's vulnerable not. to tell the part 
where that you're in that you're like, I don't know how this turns out. Even if it turns out bad at the end, right. and what you've labeled as not what you wanted, it's still not vulnerable to tell it because you're like, well, yep. but when you tell the beginning or the middle, mm-hmm. that is when you're telling the part that is scary. Yeah. But then that's where also people find themselves and they're like, okay, that makes sense to me. I can take one step forward the mm. same way that you are because I can see you actively doing that in your life. And in it, I think it helps model for that person. Like you might not know what you're doing, but here's what I'm doing. And maybe this can be helpful to you. But people having that vulnerability and the courage to share that part of their story in the middle of the pain, that's what people relate to. And that's what is the most helpful. So someone listening is like, starting a business in their town and they're going to start like making flower arrangements or they're starting a bakery or whatever. And they're starting to invite people into that story. And the the fear lie in their head is if this company doesn't do well, I'm going to be so embarrassed. I told people about this dream. Hmm. Or if this relationship doesn't go well, I'm going to be so embarrassed. Or if this, I'm going to start a podcast, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to fill in the blank. If this doesn't go well, comma, how do we, how do you encourage people to say go anyway? Or do you say, if that's the fear, don't tell your story. Cause that's always my fear, right? Like if this fails in front of everyone, if I didn't tell them, at least it only failed in front of me. Right. Right. Oh man. I mean, I'm just, Thinking through, like, even right now, friends in my life who are telling, inviting me into that story, then we don't have to go into detail, but, um, and some of them have very similar stories right now and are pursuing similar things. And for some, it's going really well. Mm. For some, it is not going well. Right. At all. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that's where your closest community grows. Huh. I mean, I think that's where you really, you know, I think for me, I'm always tying things back to like, what's the Lord trying to show me? What is he teaching me? Where is he drawing me here? Mm. And sometimes, you know, the world may look at it as a failed bakery or the world may look at it as you didn't try hard enough or gosh, that's really embarrassing that you went on a limb and told everybody this is what you're going to do. And then it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. The world is always going to point out the things that I, I think are just the enemy, honestly lying to you and telling you you're not good enough. Yeah. And so I think that the enemy will use that as a foothold if you allow it. But in the midst of that, inviting people into your story, I think that's where the Lord grows your community. I think that's where you draw strength in Him going like, hey, I believe this is where you have me. And I believe that either you're teaching me something, you're teaching someone else something, Mm. or you're going to take me to a place that you want me to be, or you're going to shut a door so that I don't end up in a place where you don't want me to be. Mm. I think you have to look at every one of those scenarios as like, Trusting that he's he's got you on your roadmap and he's got a good place for you. Yeah. But, you know, you might interpret something as like maybe maybe he you think that he did call you to open this bakery or do this or 
or not do that. And maybe you get it wrong. And maybe that's where he shuts that door. And sometimes he's to shut it hard to be like, no, 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 don't go that way. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then other times, you know, he'll lead you through that valley just so that you're more prepared on the other side for whatever thing he has for you later on in life. Um, but either way, everything is such a learning process, right? Yes. I mean, you just, you can learn something out of the good situations and the bad situations. And so can the people around you. But yeah. that's where you also find the people who are in it with you, who love you well, mm-hmm. who you know are rooted in truth and are going to be there for you. I wouldn't have found my community if it had all just been like the easy stories. You know wow. what I mean? Like, that's a huge statement. I wouldn't have found my community if it would have only been the easy stories. I mean, that's what we've heard in the two seasons of the show. Right. Is it is not the easy stories that build the up close relationships. Yeah. Lauren, that's that is such a profound um recap of it all. You know, of going like, "Oh yeah, it's actually not the easy ones that make this last right and make people feel connected it's the hard ones i think where you do find your community your safe place the people that when you really need someone to surround you and lift you up and encourage you 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 find them through through the weeds and in Mm -hmm. the valleys Mm -hmm. um and a lot of times it's painful yeah but but then you're you're better for it. You're stronger for it. And then when you have a friend going through the same thing, you've been through that, and you're right. like, "Hey, let me let me encourage you. Let me love on you. Let me pray for you. Yeah. Let me minister to you, because this is what was done for me." Yeah. Or you there? I was. I'm just thinking about someone I saw last night, and I was I was able to say to her, "I actually have a friend who went through this, but I wouldn't have known that if my other friend wouldn't have invited me into the story." Right. So I was able to go. Let's connect you with her. Yeah. Because I, while I don't know what you're feeling, I actually know she knows that story. Yeah. I think the other interesting thing for, that I'd like to remind myself, I'd love for you to talk about for a second is, is like this story you're in the middle of, whatever the one is that's on everybody's mind who's listening and is like one chapter. It's just like one chapter of your life. And when people go back and tell stories, they say things like, well, I tried to open that bakery and it was six months of blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. you're like, man, that took them three words to say it was six months, you know, yeah. four words to say. And but six months is a long time to live. Right. Right. But what we know, looking back on our past experiences is that the one you're in doesn't last forever. Right. Right. I mean, has that been true for you, too, that this that the chapters help you stay in the long story? For sure. I mean, I think I'm constantly referring to where I'm at in my life as this season. Yeah. This season yeah. is because it's so much of my life is just, well, that season of my life was really hard or like that yes. season of my and life that's was like one so sentence. fun. And, and, but it was a long time. Right. Yeah. Right. And in, and in the moment you feel like it's never ending or right. you, like, I, I don't know that I can get through this or you might feel like sometimes I literally don't think I can breathe. I might die. Yeah. I mean, there are moments where you, that level of anxiety really happens. Yes. So where much, you, yeah. uh, you actually feel like, there's no way I'm getting through this. Yeah. But that's where you need those people in it with you. Yeah. Because you right. do not need to navigate that alone. The seasons of life, so many good, so many hard, some really bad, some you look back on and you're like, oh, I would prefer not to talk about that season of my life. Yes. But they all are a part of your story. 
And they all are a part of, if you allow it to shape the people around you who might be searching for an answer or who might be walking that same season of life mm. just at a different time. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think about our friends listening who, I'm just going to go with this, who are thinking my story is over and there's no way that we recover. Mm. And I think we just want to take a second and say, keep living. Yeah. Stay. Mm -hmm. Tell somebody it feels that serious. Call the suicide hotline if you need to. Like, if your story has walked you to a place where you feel like I can't do this anymore, Mm -hmm. there's someone to tell. Yeah. And there's someone else walking that same story That's right. right now. That's right. We'll actually put the um, suicide hotline phone number in the show notes in case anybody needs it today. But there's just so many people who feel like if if this is my story, I don't want it. Mm. And we would say we've been there, too. Yeah. And and the thing you didn't think you'd survive, you're surviving. Yeah. And keep doing that. Yeah. Right. And do it. Do it so that the people who are coming in behind you who are also about to walk through that can can see that walk through, yes. you know, and, yes. and also not give up because they've watched someone else not give up. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, I good. Think you, Lauren. Just, you need so many of us just need that person to do it with yes. or to watch it modeled for us. Yes. Yes. Um. But you're not going to have that if you're if you choose to avoid the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's but it's hard. I mean, it's it's so, so hard. And also, it's OK if you avoid the vulnerability once or twice. And I mean, That's you right. look back That's and good. you're like, I, I avoided that. I missed that opportunity. That's okay. That's okay. Right. I've done it too. Yeah. Yes, of course. That's human nature. You're not going to get it right. You're yeah. not going to get it right every time. But, that's right. But don't let the past failures keep you from having that one that's like, I did it. That's right. Taking a moment from our conversation to tell you about one of our amazing partners of the podcast, Quip. So being a parent to little kids, you very quickly realize how important it is to instill good habits and good health habits start with good habits. Well, Quip makes it super easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to care for you and your kids' mouths. The Quip electronic toothbrush is loved by over 7 million mouths and has timed sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist-recommended two-minute clean and a lightweight and sleek design for adults and kids, too, with no wires or bulky chargers to weigh you down. Also, a multi-use travel cover that doubles as a mirror mount for less clutter and reusable handles in a range of sleek metal hues, including best-selling all-black and all-pink as well as bright plastic colors that your kids will enjoy too. On top of your brushing, you can upgrade your Quip with a new smart motor to track and improve your brushing with the free Quip app. And my favorite part, you can earn daily points for brushing two minutes a day, two times a day, and redeem those points for even bigger rewards, like free refills, products, Target gift cards, and more. Beyond the brush, Quip has everything you need to build a complete routine. They have mint or watermelon toothpaste with anti-cavity ingredients for strong, healthy teeth and refillable sugar-free gum in a one-click dispenser that delivers a long-lasting mint flavor, freshens breath, and can help prevent cavities. In addition to toothbrush heads, Quip also delivers fresh floss, toothpaste, mouthwash, and gum refills every three months. 
Shipping is free, so you can save money and skip the hustle and bustle of in-store shopping. With stylish and affordable electric toothbrushes starting at just $25, you won't be paying through the teeth for better oral health. If you go to getquip.com slash liveandlove right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash liveandlove, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash liveandlove. Quip, the good habits company. I like to think when I talk about telling my story, I like to think about watching a baby giraffe walk. <laughs> right? Like uh, watching, if you have not seen a baby giraffe walk, you've got to Google it because they're, it's oh, ridiculous. They don't, yeah. Exactly. That's it. They don't know what they're, <laughs> but they figure it out. Yeah. Right. And so every time I, almost every time I step into a more vulnerable conversation that I want to have mm-hmm. where I invite someone or someone's into a story that I'm not totally sure I'm <laughs> feel great about. Yeah. Baby giraffe stuff. Baby giraffe. Yeah. Think of that baby giraffe. That's right. Also, all the people that you can look up to Mm -hmm. that you feel like, well, they've got their story figured out or they tell it so well or they're confident in their story. I guarantee you there was a time that maybe you didn't witness. 100%. That they were in the baby giraffe phase. Yes. Yes. That's right. Everyone to get to that place where you're like, I wish it could be that easy for me. Right. I wish I could have the confidence to talk the way that he does or she does. I wish I could have that conversation. I think everyone who, who it seems to you has maybe mastered that they all have walked through those. Hey, this is really scary. Mm -hmm. Not sure how this is going to go, but I'm going to choose to have the courage that in the midst of the scary moments or the, the fearful thoughts or or whatever the enemy may be whispering to you to choose to like lay those aside and keep walking regardless. Yeah. And everybody, everybody learns that way. Mm-hmm. You don't just like all of a sudden become that's right. Good at everybody <laughs> learns that way. We just need that reminder because we think no one else has had to learn. We're the right. only ones having to learn. Yeah. Okay, but I'm thinking about for our friends who want to write a book like you did. They want to write their story. They have lived through something with their children, with their spouse, in their own lives, as kids, they they survive something and they want to write their own story. How, what would you tell them to do? How do you start with that? What'd you do for Live and Love? How'd you start? For Live and Love, that was not a dream of mine. That truly was the Lord kind of swinging that door open in front of me mm-hmm. and being like, hey, yeah, I'm asking you to walk through this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, it's <laughs> not where I want to go right now. Right. Um, so for me, it wasn't a dream. Yeah. So I think you could take this two different ways. Okay. If it's a dream of yours and the fear you have of what if it's not good enough, what if it's not, quote unquote, successful? Right. First of all, I hate the way the world measures success. These oh, days. dude, say that. <laughs> me too. You should trash right. whatever the worldview is of success, first of all. Yes. Don't start your project unless you have found the real definition of success. That's right. Have an actual, this is what success will be for me. Right. Before you even start writing. Right. I agree. And there's a reason why I did not look at book reviews. I did not look at sales. I would get emails from my team updating me on different things. And that is the only thing I did also with this podcast. Yeah. I didn't know people are like, how's the podcast going? And I was like, 
Couldn't tell you. (laughs) Every now and then, Annie will email me something and I see that and that's about it. Right. But I don't have anything to compare it to. Right. And And that wasn't how you determined what success was going to be for this show or for your book. That's right. Because I truly believe that for the book, for the podcast, for this conversation, Mm -hmm. if it lands on one set of ears that needed to hear this to get through today, that is success to me. That's right. That's right. Because it... It doesn't matter if you've got however many people sharing this episode right. or talking about it to their friends or what the or, one or email we get. It. That's right. The one email we get that says, I decided to stay on this planet one more day. We will be glad we did this. That's right. That's right. That's that success, is success for us. That's right. That's right. And but I think that you have to come to a healthy definition yes. of success yes. for yourself. Yes. And I also had a conversation with a friend just yesterday who was walking a really hard road right now. And so much of her success is driven by what the world says or what Mm. she sees on social media. And I think I've said this before, too, but I think a lot of times for us to come to a healthy place, you have to disconnect from the places that are causing you to compare your life, your story, your new project to others. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because... If you fall into that comparison game, it will steal your joy. It will cause you to doubt what you're doing or feel like you're inadequate or you're insignificant. And that's just the enemy using what he can to discourage you from the walk you feel like you're called to walk. Mm -hmm. But so I think you start there. I think you start with measuring your success in a healthy way and have that goal. Yeah. If it's not a dream of yours, still go back to the success thing. If you're going to be like, okay, this is not a dream of mine, but I'm going to walk it. Yeah. Still have that healthy view of success, obviously. But I do think that, you know, like there, I could talk about a million different parts of my life that I have walked through that is not the way I wanted it to go. Mm -hmm. But in my eyes, it's been, it's all been successful. Because I feel like it's the road that the Lord has mapped out in front of me. Mm -hmm. And it might not be the way that I mapped out my life, but I can see his mission in my life. Yeah, I can see the people he's wanted to connect me with. Mm -hmm. I can see the children that I have and how they came to be and what times they came to be. Right. And... You know, to be quite honest, when I got pregnant with this baby last podcast, yes, <laughs> I <laughs> cried a lot yeah. in the beginning yeah. because I was not ready for this. Yeah. And I was like, please don't ask me to do this right now. Yeah. And and he did. Mm-hmm. And I am. And, you know, even in the midst of, of doing something that you feel like maybe you're not ready for, he'll come alongside you. He'll meaning God. He'll come alongside you and give you what you need for that day. Mm-hmm. And it might be a season you look back on and go, that wrecked me. Yeah. As yeah. a whole, that was extremely hard for me. Yes. But if you go back and look through the days for me, if I go back and look through the individual days of those seasons, I see where the Lord has met me right where I'm at yes. and pulled me through it because I believe that he will not bring me this far to leave me. And he That's hasn't. Right. That's right. But on the other end of that season... I'm able to see like, wow, that's why he gave me this baby right now. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. Also, I'm not my creator. Thank God. Right. Thank God for God. (laughs) But like knowing that that he has that plan mapped out, 
is what brings me so much hope. And that and that when he opened that door in front of me to be like, hey, I need you to write this book. I was like, all right, I trust you. I don't yeah. want to do it. Yeah. But I trust you. And yes. I know you have these similar stories because yep. we've talked about them. Yep. But and they all look so different. It can be mm-hmm. opening a flower shop. It can be taking that step at a new job. It can be having that hard conversation with someone close to you. It can be writing a book. Mm-hmm. It can be having a baby. All the things that that you feel like he's he's opened that door up in front of you. My encouragement would just be be brave enough to walk through and be brave enough to say yes because if you really know him and you know and you know his goodness yeah. and that that's what he intends for you no matter what then you can trust that. You can trust yes. that open door. Yes. It might be hard. It will be hard. But you walk through the other side of it yeah. and however long that season is, yeah. You're going to look back and be like I'm grateful for that season. Mm-hmm. That's right. I think you're 100% right. So as we finish season two, I get to ask you the question. The question. So how do you live in love in your story? I think it just goes back to that vulnerability. Yeah. Every time for me. And sometimes it's easier and sometimes it's really hard. And sometimes you feel like a full-blown idiot mm-hmm. and you're like, this person definitely thinks I'm a moron. Mm. But maybe they don't. Maybe and they you don't. know what? If they do. What someone else thinks about you is none of your business. That's right. <laughs> and at least you said yes. That's right. At least that's you right. said yes. And trust that maybe they weren't ready to receive it today, mm-hmm. but maybe they will one day. And mm-hmm. you don't know how far that seed will go that yeah. you planted. Yeah. Sometimes it sometimes it turns out really well. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But everybody has the same stories. Yeah. You're not alone in that story. Yeah. I would love to encourage our friends listening today, whenever they hear this, one of the pictures from of us from the show, grab their own picture, grab a screenshot of listening to this and then tell us your story on Instagram. Yeah. Like tag us. We will come and read. Yes. Like if, if, if at the end of these, this season, You'll be brave enough to live in love in your story. Lauren and I would love to read it. Would love it. So. Would love to congratulate you on on having that courage. Yeah, that's right. Um, Congratulations to you on having the courage to do another season. Well done. (laughs) Thanks, Annie. It's always so fun with you. So fun. Hey, y'all. Just a final reminder. Don't forget to partner with our friends at Crew. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. And when you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21, as a thank you, Crew will provide meals to five hungry families through their humanitarian aid ministry. And you'll get a copy of my book, Live in Love. All you have to do is text LIVE to 71326 to help today. And imagine just how much this gift really can change someone's life. So text LIVE to 71326, that's L-I-V-E to 71326 to help now. Or you can visit give.crew.org slash live. Thank y'all so much for listening to this season, y'all. It has been so much fun for us to get to share these conversations with you. Yes, and if you get a chance to rate and review the show, it means a ton to us and helps the show keep going into lots of new ears. And of course, share it with your people, the episodes that stood out with you the most from season one and then from this season as well. 
Just go back and share those with your friends and your followers because as we talked about in this episode, the stories that Lauren's friends and family have told have changed all of us. And and so let's share those. Yeah, that's so true. It has been so much fun and I'm really going to miss doing this with you, but you never know what the future holds. That's right. We might be back. We'll have to see. Thank y'all so much. This has been such a blast.